Hello, everybody. Welcome in. This is Coach V. I'm here with Coach McPro J. Uh, and I do a little, we do a little uh, halfway point podcast. Um, how you doing, Coach? Good. How about you? Good. Good, good, good. Well, let's talk some basketball. Um, let's talk some uh, PNTT. So we're going to start off the Pritchett group. That's the big group. So there's 12 teams in it. Um, the top team moves on. Uh, I'm... I think I, I've kind of toyed around this idea. We've never had an issue, but if um, there is multiple undefeated teams, I think they will both um, make it. So I think that seems um, reasonable. Yeah, I don't want to give someone, it's like, oh, they went 6-0, but the other one had a better point differential. So, But if there's two 6-0 teams, um, which Knoxville and Las Vegas play each other, so – that will at least um, balance that one out a little bit. Oklahoma City, I don't think, plays either of those teams. So they could potentially. Um, but it looks like Knoxville is kind of running away with it. They run that 23-12 uh, class. Um, and uh, Jarrett Vander, uh, da- Davenport's been doing great, 14 points a game. Kristen, Chris, Christian Ogle, um, their small forward, uh, 21 points per game three assists, two steals. Um, that guy's a beast. He's playing as well as anybody in this tournament right now. Um, so they look really, really good. Uh, yeah, what do you think about, about this team? Well, the one thing I noticed about them is that we play them next Wednesday. And oh, yeah. it'll be a tough game, but I do feel like we are definitely capable of beating them. So well, yeah. maybe if – was it Las Vegas that doesn't play – Yep. Oklahoma City, whichever Oklahoma one that doesn't City play, doesn't. Um, it seems like but, maybe Oklahoma City has an easier schedule that might favor them. And I was just looking, uh, Las Vegas plays Yonkers, so um, that's a that's another tough game for um, for uh, lower seeds. So that might kind of determine. I, I mean, there's probably a good chance that someone ends up with more than one loss, um, but. If it's anyone, it's going to be Oklahoma City, who has Lake Tahoe, Cheyenne, and then Clearwater. Um, they have that 44-43 class, and Michael Anderson, their freshman shooting guard, shooting 73.6% from the field right now. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so he's doing really well. They got a solid team. Um, you got Randall Wynn, Cody Thorne, Hansel uh, Payne uh, down low. So that sophomore freshman class, that's kind of the – common denominator between those three teams another two teams i want to look at i think lake tahoe and cheyenne though they're two and one are going to have a hard time with that point differential making up but tacoma and keystone are two teams i want to look at uh tacoma they brought that 2648 class that really helps them hunter jones kylan highsmith and william nash all playing well all shooting above 50 percent um, they they did lose to Oklahoma City by 23, oh, but they beat Austin pretty well, and they beat Clearwater pretty well. And then they got Keystone, Aurora, and then uh, Lake Tahoe. So they have a decent That's shot. Definitely. you have any That's thoughts three on winnable that? games. What? That's three winnable games for them, for sure. I just yeah. think if you look at Oklahoma City, they're already undefeated. I don't see any losses, really, in their next three. Yeah. So I feel like I'd have to go with them. Yeah, they look like they're they're poised. Um, yeah, their the, their schedule just doesn't look that tough. It's gonna be hard to knock them off, and then 
unless one of the other teams, Las Vegas or um, Knoxville, pulls off an upset, which they very well could. You know, they. I mean, Knoxville looks as good as any team in the upper in the upper bracket. So I like them a lot too. Um, I think. Yeah. If they beat if they beat us, I think Knoxville will end undefeated, and I think Oklahoma City will end undefeated. So. Okay. So maybe we will get two teams. I guess we'll see, right? Hoping that we don't, but maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at a few of the other groups. Um, we'll, uh, I'll start talking about um, the Reed group. Um, so you got New York City, Flagstaff, Pueblo, and Hershey. Hershey's falling on some hard, hard times. They're 0-3. I, don't, I mean, they're not, they're not going to move out of this group. Pueblo has an outside chance, but they have a difficult schedule. Um, they have Nashville, Clemson, and New York City. New York City's coach, Go OSU, he's been posting on the boards about his team. They did lose a um, a tough one by 16 to St. Petersburg, not one they were thinking of. Um, but they have Carbondale, then Nashville, and then Pueblo. So their schedule gets hard. Uh, you know, I could see – and then Flagstaff, they're two and one. They lost that first one to New York City, but they beat Pueblo by five, and they beat Honolulu by ten. They got Lincoln, Ames, and Hershey. Those are three winnable games. Um, I think Flagstaff is the inside track to win this group. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, New York with two top ten games, it's going to be tough for them to win both of those. And even if to win one would be tough. Yeah. But I think if if you look at Flagstaff. And those last two, neither of them are, like, they probably should win both of them, but definitely they could get upset in either of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Hershey's 0-3. Ames is 1-2, uh, and two, but they've lost to two pretty solid teams in Fremont and Yonkers. Um, and then uh, they got Lincoln, who's 1-2 uh, and two as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to – I think Flagstaff has the inside track, but New York City's really talented. They got really good classes. They didn't put it together last year. They were only 11 and 13, middling PTT team. But you get in this freshman class, really helps a lot. Eric Brown's a stud. Jonathan Harris is playing. They, they got some talent. They just got to figure out how do we how do we maximize this talent. And uh, we'll see. Like, it's not out of the – Carbondale's not an unbeatable team. They just lost to Oakland. Or they sorry, they beat Oakland by eight. They but their other teams, they, they have a three they're three and zero, but their point differential is only um thirteen. So um Carbondale's vulnerable in some way. So uh I think New York City's got a chance. Um it might come down to the point differential. Uh but Flagstaff looks like they have the easier schedule and they have some talent on that team. Yeah, they go too. Cool. Um, let's go to the next the next group. I was just kind of going from the bottom up since I started from the top up last time. Um, the Garrett group. It looks like Montpelier is running away with this group. They're the only three and and0 team. Um, they're not. They're kind of an interesting team. They really rely on uh, uh, Garbaglia like a lot. Um, and uh, Garvaga is scoring 38.7 points a game. <laughs> uh, and So he is scoring uh, 53% of his team's points um, through the first oh. three weeks. That's pretty good. He's shooting 60% from the field, 
87.5% from free throw limb, getting there five times a game. Um, he's their whole team. Brian Jones is chipping in a little bit, but, you know, this team's just going to try and rely on their defense. Um, I think that's fine. And with their schedule, I don't see why they should lose to Hershey, Lincoln, or Rally. Um, but, uh, you know, when they get into the PNTT playoffs, which, you know, out, there's almost no way they miss the PNTT playoffs with their point differential and their, um, I mean, they have to lose all three games to to fall behind one of those teams, I would guess. Um yeah, it, they're going to have a tough time because some teams can just score more than that. Even if they're playing a great defensive team, uh, there's going to be teams that score in the 80s um, just because they're that good offensively. Well, there'll be teams who can flip someone on to Garvaglia. I don't really know how to say that in bad. Garvaglia. And yeah. then, yeah, and then there's just no one else really who's going to really guess some, see if someone can step up, but at yeah. this point. Like, if you shut him down, you pretty much shut down the whole team. Yeah, shut him down, and what do they have left? Um, the other teams, Charlotte, Jefferson City, Lincoln, they're all one and two. Um, all of them have a negative point differential. Do you see any of those teams being able to, like, make a push, potentially, um, and uh, and get in at four and two plus 20, or do you think it's kind of sailed for those three teams? Well, Jefferson City has to play Waterloo and then Lancaster, and I don't see them winning either of those. So I think for them, I think they're pretty much looking yeah. to next year. And Charlotte, um, I mean, they're not quite as high, but they have to play two, like 62, 58, and then 88. So mm-hmm. it seems un- unlikely that they win all three of those, but it seems a little more likely than Jefferson City. And then the last team was Lincoln, yeah, and they have three top 30 matchups. I don't think they're going to be getting any there. So if anyone would be Charlotte, but doesn't look likely. Um, okay. Let's look at the Cole group. Um, Cole group's interesting. you got Joplin plus 49. They're cruising. As long as they can go two and one in these next ones, I think they, I mean, that point differential sets them up really well to at least get um, – a, uh, um, cheese yeah, the cheese clash. Um, they're they're solid, you know. Um, Hunter Farmer's kind of picked up right where Brett Cole. He's not Brett Cole by any means from last. But he's a solid freshman shooting, uh, shooting a lot, scoring twenty points a game. Um, I'd like him to be a little more efficient, but um, it's early and it's a very small sample size. I really like uh, Jonathan Sanchez. 13 points a game on 50% shooting, 56.9% true shooting, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks a game. Seth Foster is getting 3 blocks and 3 steals, 11.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists. He looks 18 points a game. He looks like their best player. Uh, he looks really hard. These these big men are, are tough to guard. Um, they lost a close one to Clemson, but then they came back, beat Rally pretty easily, and then beat Hot Springs pretty easily. Next, they got Macon San Jose in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. Any thoughts about uh, how they finish out? And uh, yeah. Seth Foster looks really great. Um, just want to say that when, when you look at their schedule, they haven't had that difficult of one. And 
they're one team inside the top hundred, which really isn't even that high. Yeah. They did lose two. So it'll just be interesting to see how they do because all three of their upcoming games are inside the top hundred. So it seems like they look like they're good on paper, but they really are untested. So we'll yeah. have to see. And then Clemson, they got um, Trent Sharp. Andrew Barnes is playing uh, point guard for them. He's playing pretty well. Um, I really like Frederick Worlds. He's been kind of bouncing back and forth. I mean, they got – and then they got uh, Benjamin uh, Leonard, who, um, yeah, solid big man, 16 rebounds a game. You look at their schedule, they got Shreveport next. Shreveport's tough. They might be the favorite, um, but then Table and Rally, both are winnable games. Um, and I, I think they're in a really good position to um, get that cheese clause with uh, um, two wins under their belt. Um, it's a little bit of an uphill battle because you got Shreveport and you can't get blowdown in that game. Um, mm-hmm. But if they keep it close, they should be able to beat Pueblo and Rally, I would think. I mean, even if you lose by like 10 or 15, you can still probably make it up in those other two. With... Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. But you leave a little to chance there. Yep. Um, and, uh, Los yeah, Angeles has I... a really tough schedule. I don't see them really making a run um and rally i mean none of their none of the teams they play are world beaters but they're good too so they kept it close against daytona they only lost by 12 um lansing they got lansing uh montpelier and clemson so but i don't see them getting into the cheese plus i think this is a two-team race for this group yeah it seems like it all right, let's uh, look at the next group. Mark's group. No, no piano right now. I'm sorry. Lily, we're doing something right now. You cannot play the piano. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. It's all good. I get it. Um, let's look at the Mark's group. They got three teams that are two and one. And then they got Augusta, who's minus, who's one and two, minus 57. I just don't see them. I mean, they got a nice win. On uh, Friday over Glendale, that's awesome. But yeah, Huntsville, Macon, and South Bend, that's going to be tough for them. But you look at uh, South Bend, Waterloo, and Daytona. Those three teams are all PNTT playoff caliber, I think. Um, This might be one of the most dominant um, groups. Uh, Daytona, they they had that early loss to South Bend. That, That shocked me. I didn't see that coming. Um, I'm interested to see how they bounce back as their schedule gets a little tougher now. Los Angeles, Hershey's own three, but um, they still have talent on their team. Uh, maybe not the maybe not the size. And then Waterloo, that's get, that Waterloo game's going to be tough. I expect them to make the the PNTT playoffs because I think they're going to win their next two games, and point differential will help them. But we're going to see how good this team is. On paper, this team's great. You know, they should be doing fine. Uh, but we don't play games on paper, you know, and they haven't been dominating like we were, like I thought, I guess, when we started other than this Augusta game. Um, it, it, it was a little shocking uh, to me that they lost that first game to South Bend. Talking about Daytona, right? Yep. Yeah, their shooting splits are incredible for their shooters. Yes, yes they are. Um, I mean, and they have, I mean, I was looking it up. Um, 
I was talking, I think, to Waterloo's coach, and uh, I was I was looking it up, and man, he's like, yeah, they keep on winning ties against me. It's it's really frustrating. Um, and I was like, they beat me for two one ones uh, this past year too. And I like did a little research, and they have four one ones on their team, a two two, two three threes, and a five five. So that's uh that's a lot. <laughs> um, they're uh. They have the talent. They just got to put it together. I fully expect them to make the playoffs. They got that 40-point point differential. But with games like Waterloo still on the schedule, um, you know, it could go It could go any way. Um, Waterloo is the most talented team, according to the magazine. So, yeah. I feel like he has a lot to complain about today. <laughs> yeah. So, let's look at Waterloo. You got Knudsen, um, Collins. He's tried a couple different guys, Grover, Young, Fillers, you know, all that. He's tried them all starting. They lost to Twin Falls by 11 this past uh, Friday. You look at their schedule coming up, Jefferson City, Rochester, and Daytona. Um, They're good enough. They should make the PNTT, but Rochester, I, I, I fully expect them to be Jefferson City, but Rochester and Daytona are tough games, and they could easily lose one or both of those games. And, um, yeah, and then if they lose those, I mean, I think the schedule makers didn't do them any favors um, per se. Like, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough schedule. But it's something, it's something you got to think of moving forward. How, they, how are they going to – what's their path? Like, I think there's a path to three teams getting in at four and two, but we'll see. I think I would project there to be three teams from this group. Yeah. But. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this next one. We got South Bend. Um, South Bend got uh, a huge win over Clemson. They only lost to Waterloo by two. This team just might be better than I think. You know, they they have a great coach. He knows he, he, he has a balanced roster. He's starting two freshmen uh, from that 110-105 class, and they're playing well. Um, Brody Oud is – shooting 72.39% true shooting, eight assists, only one turnover a game. So he's he's a stud. Their junior, Lucas Wilcox, is playing really well, passing, defending, scoring, doing it all. Um, their schedule is going to be tough. They got Yuma next, and Yuma's 3-0, and Yuma just um, – Yuma's being three really solid teams. So uh, next up they got South Bend. I feel like that one could go either way. Yuma's another team that I'm like, I think they're more talented than I gave them credit for before the season started. Yeah, they're, I mean, I mean, even for South Bend, if mm-hmm. they lose, drop one of those, they should still be in. So, yeah, I think I mean, they as long as they, they should beat Augusta, I wouldn't. But yeah. that Honolulu game is a rivalry game for the old Okinawa, and. Uh, I mean, you know, those games can go either way. Um, Coach Lokesters has some talent on that squad, and as long as they can stay out of foul trouble, Mobley's been dealing with some foul trouble, and so is uh, Wilkins for them. That's uh, that's something I'm interested to see how it falls. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're in position to get three teams from this group, which is pretty crazy. I don't know if we've ever done that. I'm, I'm sure we have, but it's been a while. I think – Last year there was one group. Really? I don't remember correctly, but I think there was. Okay. Well, let's look at the McMinn group. 
It looks like Ann Arbor's running away with this one, 3-0, plus 55. I mean, you kind of expect that when they bring back four-and-a-half starters from last year. I say half because McMinn started a lot of games, but Levi Lewis started a lot of games, too. He's more or less got the same exact team. Uh, Michael Doherty's playing amazing, 62% from the field. Eric Frick, uh, even better, um, 61.7% from the field, 11 rebounds, 0.5 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 2.3 blocks. Um, he's a beast. Jimmy Henry's really good, too. They they have an interesting team because they just kind of feed three guys and um, and just rely on those three. You know, the rest don't score at all. Like, they, like I think – I think Coach Bradley probably punishes them if they do shoot. Um, but, you know. With those two, you don't want anyone else to shoot, really. Yeah. Yeah. Their schedule, you know, they should beat Lincoln and Honolulu. Twin Falls is a tough team. They're 3-0 right now. So we'll see how they do against them. But they they look like they're cruising. Um, looking at the other teams, the other teams are all 1-2. and two. Um Rochester, an interesting loss on Friday to us. Um, I felt like they were beating us pretty much the whole game, and I don't know if they could just never pull away from us. I I don't really know how we won that game. It didn't feel like it was a game we should win. And they held Ann Arbor pretty close, but their schedule is still tough. You got Dearborn, then Waterloo, then Ocala. If they can upset Waterloo, um, I think they should win their other two games, and they should be in position. They're not – they're only minus uh, – Eight. Eight. Yeah, so they have a good chance to get in via the cheese clause, I think. The other two, it's going to take a little help. They're going to need to get some – well, Honolulu's out. You know, they can't can't make that up. But Mm -hmm. uh, Ocala, um, you got Fremont next. Then you got Duluth. Um, That'll be a tough one. So any thoughts on that group? I think Ocala and Rochester – Rochester only needs to get one upset, but it's against a really good team. And Akala we need to upset Fremont and Rochester. So uh, well, only one of those teams can get in because they play each other. So yeah, it's interesting. So it's that. Yeah, and they need some, and they need other wins too. Yeah. Um, we can look at the Ridley group. That's my group. Um, Twin Falls got a huge win. I didn't see that one coming over Waterloo. They beat them by eleven. They beat Oakland by one on a buzzer beater. That was that was a pretty crazy game. Um, uh, Christopher Pugh hit a shot to put Oakland up by one with seven seconds left, and then uh, Kaimana Smith came down and hit his first bucket um, all night. In <laughs> uh, all night, actually, it's his first bucket the whole year. Um, he he did get one free throw. He doesn't he doesn't like to shoot, but he he shot that last shot and he made it. So that was big for them to get that win an interesting group. Oakland, you look at their schedule, they're one and two close games. They got Blacksburg, Charlotte, and Galveston. I think they could make it in via the Chiefs class, but Blacksburg's a tough team, and that's going to be a tough win. Galveston, they're out. Um, I, I, my Coach, on my time, uh, he's left two freshmen from his 214, 232 class in there, and they're not playing well. Um, so I kind of feel bad for, I mean, I don't know it's not really fair to the teams that beat them. Like we beat them by 34. Like that's, we're probably not 34 points better than them, but that's what we beat them by. Um, and then you got us Nashville. Um, 
yeah, Jose Blevins and Brandon Bowie have been playing great as uh, as uh, sophomores. Um, really like those two. We got we we pulled a crazy one off against Rochester. Looking forward, we got Pueblo, New York City, and Twin Falls. I think we'll beat Pueblo, which means we just have to split New York and Twin Falls to uh, to make the um, to make it in via the cheese clause. I like our chances if we can beat Pueblo. Um, but you know, you never know. It's DTL. Anything can happen. Uh, it seems seems likely you guys will get in. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then, like I was talking about Twin Falls a little bit, um, they got a really good center in Karan Cameron. Um, Fifty five point two percent true shooting, eleven rebounds, one point seven assists, two point three steals, three point seven blocks. Guys, a beast. Lorenzo Cooley is there. Um, power forward, he passes, plays defense. They got a really good squad. They rely on a few players to kind of hold everything together. It'll be interesting playing them. and um, They got a good team, but their schedule is just brutal. Um, you got Ann Arbor next. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. And then you got Shreveport. I mean, those might be the two best teams in the whole NTT. And, and they've already been in Waterloo. I don't – man, this – that is a really tough schedule for Coach K Money. I, I feel bad he has all those games. Like that's uh, that's crazy. It's like when you feel so excited because you started three and zero, and then you look at your schedule and you're like, I might still miss the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of, he could lose all three of those games, you know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, his defense is for real, though, you know, holding teams. He held Waterloo at 58 points. That's that's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that game, how they do the next two games. I think they definitely could beat Ann Arbor Shreveport. And you beat a team like that, and it's just so helpful to your uh, power ranking. Um, so you like to have those games, but you also want to make the PNTT playoffs, and it's going to be a tough road for him um, with such tough games. It looks like both he and Oakland, they can pull off one upset. They'll probably be in. Hmm. And then I think your your team should probably be in. So. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. The tough thing for Oakland is that they're one and two, um, which are – is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, they're one and two. But yeah. if they beat Blacksburg, yeah, I think they can beat the other two. So, yeah, they'll beat Galveston unless the coach sets his lineup, which could happen. <laughs> um, yeah, let's look at the Crumble Group. Um, Mesa's three and one, and then you got Boston, Phoenix, and Dearborn all at one and two. Um, I'll look at, you know, Dearborn. Uh, let's look at Boston, actually. They did beat Jefferson City. They only lost by 13 to Mesa, Phoenix by two. They have Aurora, Inglewood, and Dearborn. Those are three winnable games, and they're not that far back in the point differential. Um, I'll be interested to see what the Fighting Turtles can do. They don't have the most talent, though, is, is the thing. They got a couple guys. They got um, Malik Blue, um, who's who's playing really well. They got... Uh, Sophomore Nicholas Solomon, um, or sorry, yeah, they have him, but uh, Devin Young, he's part of a 165-81 class. He should be doing better than he is, um, but he's just struggling. 
but those are games that you know don't strike too much fear. So we'll see if they can. Uh, Phoenix, they had a really good team last year. They made the Sweet Sixteen. Floyd Kennedy, um, yeah, he's yeah, they're really good. Um, but they have a tough schedule with Eugene, Los Angeles, and Mesa, which makes it really tough starting one and two to do that. Um, it's tough when you start out. It's tough when you start out one and two. Yeah. What do you think of this Mesa team? They're three and zero. They beat they beat some really good teams, Manassas, Dearborn, and the and their upcoming schedule doesn't look that bad. Um, it's just crazy to me. This is his fourth season coaching, so. Yeah. That's a pretty good turnaround. But, yeah, I think they should run away with the conference or with the region, probably go 6-0. and and... Yeah, Longoria is playing great for them. I love that guy. Um, he's He has he had a little foul trouble. But other than the foul trouble, you know, if you do his per 30 stats, he's averaging 14-15, 3.8 blocks, um, 64.3% from the field. <laughs> so – that's his only downfall is a little, uh, a little uh, foul trouble. So we'll see. Well, they're also if you look at their fouls, they're averaging fourteen per game against Shula and foul trouble. But then they're also their opponents are averaging twenty point three, which is pretty absurd. So yeah, they're going giving it to other teams too. So they like to draw the whistle. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's look at the Heinz group. Um, you got Salt Lake City, who's 3 0. They're cruising. Uh, they should be fine. Uh, I'd expect, you know, even you got Wooster, Hot Springs, and Inglewood. Those are games they should win. Um, you have uh, Inglewood, who's minus two. Lansing's 1 and 2. Corpus Christi, a little worse, 0 and 3. Um, yeah, do you think any of those three teams have a shot? Uh, making a push. Um, Lansing seems like if they could beat Yuma, then they have two very winnable games. Yeah. And Englewood really wanted really to think about The only thing about Lansing is that they're minus 35 because they, I mean, that just, like, you, you go one, you, you beat, even if you beat Yuma, you have to win those three by a combined 55 points. That's a lot. That's true. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Kind of dug a hole for themselves. So I want to, I want to root for Englewood because I'm friends with Nick Ficker, but I don't think they're gonna do it looking at their schedule. Yeah, they just lost too much talent, and you know, yeah. like it's tough to replace that much scoring. I mean, they were relying on those guys big time. Um, maybe their best shot is you know. Um, moving Schaefer to point guard or shooting guard and just letting him and uh, Green go off and see how much they can score. Uh, Schaefer's a stud. Like, they they need to rely on him. Yeah, I missed out on him a couple seasons ago. Disappointed yeah. about that. Um, Salt Lake City looks tough. Uh, they moved Koski to point guard, but he switched up a little bit. Uh, Elliot Gonzalez is playing shooting guard. Evan Trask right now. Uh, 26 points per game on 69.8% true shooting. So that guy's a beast. Um, they look like they're cruising into uh, into the PNTT playoffs, which they're a mainstay. 
they should beat Hot Springs. They should beat Englewood. Wooster could be tough, but even if they they can lose that and be fine, you know. So I like this team, and I think they yeah they could make a deep run. I think they look like a, not just a threat for this group, but also for the tournament beyond. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, let's look at the next group. This one's really interesting. Uh, so you got the Beeb group. I trashed on reading, reading, uh, like coming into the season, but they're in first place after at the halfway point. Um, Houston's had a little bit of a tough time there, minus 37. Um, they're not going to make it. The other three have a shot. Let's look at reading, reading. They don't have a good team, but. And they, they just, I don't know, they're, but they've won two games against Houston and Galveston. Um, the, the schedule makers have done them some favors. Carnegie's not a complete hard team. I don't know. Do you think they could make the PNTT playoffs or am I like, I, I feel like they're just not good enough, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm off. What do you think? I mean, looking at them, I don't think they'd be good enough, but they do have those two wins and Carnegie and St. Paul would, most to be winnable just based off their ranking, so yeah, I guess they have they have a shot. And even Lancaster's only one and two, like, um, although I don't think he set his lineup for the first game. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, Lancaster has talent, but they, yeah, they're one and two. So, um, Boise is St. Paul. We'll look at St. Paul. I think they're a decent team. I like um, they, they're going with kind of a balanced scoring approach and trying to get everyone involved. Uh, yeah, um, and you look at their schedule. They have a rivalry game against Duluth um, and Jalen Abbott. They, Duluth had a tough schedule, but um, they got some talent on that team for sure uh, with Cleaver, Phillips, and Abbott. Um, that's not a gimme of a game for sure. And then Fremont, that's going to be tough for them uh, before reading. And then the other team would be Boise. I think they have the most talent in this group. What do you think? Yeah, um, let me get to Boise really quick. Yeah, they look talented on paper. And their point guard's playing great. And they're, like, all their starters have decent game scores. And then... Some of their bench looks solid. Really, they're back at power forward. 30.1 game score for 30. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Boise's got that game against Galveston. Galveston's, like I said, I don't think they've set their lineups. So that really helps them. Then they got Houston. I could see them going 3-0 in those games. But I could also see them going 2-1. Uh, and so, and I want... Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the winner of this group was uh, three and three. What do you think? I could totally see that happening with St. Paul and Reading. None of them look like elite teams, so. No. Yeah. One of the weaker groups. I think St. Paul probably has the edge just because I think they're the better of the two teams. and But – I think Reading's got the easiest schedule, but I just don't think they're that good. So he's got that Galveston game, which will help them. So, um, 
Do you got to go? Um, I could probably do one more group. Okay, cool. We'll do the Jefferson group. That's your group. Okay, yeah, you're, of course you're going to want to do your group. You guys yeah. are killing it. How do you feel about your team? 3-0 plus 41? Uh, we've been playing really well. We followed uh, Coach Nick Vickers' advice to try Ryan Parent as backup point guard on 8-8 shooting settings because he can't pass. Yeah. And he's been doing great. and Nice. It's just been coming together pretty well. It's been fun. You've played a pretty decent schedule. You beat the Louv team. I mean, Deontay Martinez just ate Jalen Abbott's lunch. Like, that guy just struggled versus him. So that was big for you. Plus, didn't hurt that, um, it didn't hurt that when he did sit out, um, you guys take advantage, took advantage of those minutes for sure. Um, and then you took Manassas down by 13. And you beat a solid Rockford team by 9. But you look at your upcoming schedule, and you got uh, two teams that are really tough. You got Yonkers, who's the the PNTT champs, uh, the reigning champs. You got Knoxville, who's three and zero and killing teams in the lower bracket. Then you got your dad, Culver City, who's two and one, who's beat some pretty good teams too. Um, how do you feel like you match up moving forward in that group? This is a big rivalry week for us. Yonkers is the pastor of my church, so been yeah. talking some smack with him and then obviously playing my dad. Yeah. Get some fraud there. But I feel like we could lose one of those. I think we'd probably go we'll go two and one in that and then even if my dad slips by me in the group standings, I think we'll, we'll be fine. Definitely we'll be fine. We'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm- that's what happens when you go three, you know, it's, you feel good. Um, I like Culver City's, how their schedule lines up. They should beat Corpus Christi pretty easily, I would guess. But after that, they got a tough Blacksburg and a tough Yakima, and they got to split those games. Um, if they can get a good point differential. The one thing is that uh, your dad's team, they're not known for, like, putting up a bunch of points. So getting a 20-point victory might be pretty hard for them. And so, like, say they only win by 10, then they're at plus 15, and they got to split you and Blacksburg and have a plus five point differential in those two games. So that might get a little tough. Yeah, we actually talked about that. His recruiting strategy does not, he doesn't care about points at all. Yeah. I don't get, but. Well, you know, for the most part, points don't, like, it's like, points don't matter to win, win games necessarily. I mean, they do, but. Um, when you're tra- when you need a certain to make the PNTT a point differential pressure threshold, um, like it's gonna be really hard. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But hey, if he wins out, he's fine. You know, it, it, it won't matter. So <laughs> just win out and you're good. I'm hoping he doesn't do that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and Jalen Clark, Clark's just playing incredible so far. Just 15 and 14, five blocks, two steals. Um, looking at the rest of this group, you got Manassas, who's one in Manassas and Duluth. They're both, uh, they're both one and two. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Negative point differentials, but I don't think either of them are completely out of it. Um, Manassas does have Ames, Boise, Duluth. Those are three games they could win. Like, they have some talent on their squad. Um, and then Duluth, 
uh, has St. Paul O'Collum Manassas. I mean, there's a there's a decent yeah rivalry game for Duluth and St. Paul. Um, Duluth has some firepower on their on their team, and yeah, they played you guys in Yakima, who like have great post defense, but most teams don't have that kind of post defense that Culver City and Yakima have. I think you could definitely see Duluth Manassas in Game Three being for who gets to go to the playoffs. It should be exciting game. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could. Um, so it should be interesting. Cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks everyone for listening. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I didn't get to every group, but I think we only missed uh, five, six six groups so uh i'll see if i can do those later but um thanks for coming on coach i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me have a good night yep